الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا استجيبوا لله وللرسول إذا دعاكم لما يهيكم وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَهُولُ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَقَلْبِهِ وَأَنَّهُ إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَلِيُّ الْعَظِيمُ My dear respected and most honorable elders, beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. First of all, we begin by thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by glorifying and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for enabling us with this unique opportunity to congregate in his house, to worship him, to glorify him, to praise him, and to send salutations upon his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa And we pray that Allah azza wa jal will continue to facilitate such opportunities for us in the future. The month of Ramadan has passed. It's gone. In a flash. We didn't even notice it. It came and went, and if our state has remained the same, then we are among the khasirun, we're among the losers. If, however, we've worked hard, we've trained well, we've trained our bodies, we've trained our minds and our spirits, and we've persevered, we've remained patient, we've turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance and forgiveness, then no doubt we're going to be among the winners. However, our duty doesn't stop there. We are not Muslims for the month of Ramadan alone. We don't practice our religion in the month of Ramadan and then ignore it as soon as the day of Eid comes. You see, I get this feeling of sort of post-Ramadan blues. You know, we, many of us, we, we, we miss those days. We miss the days of fasting. We miss the days when the masajid were full. We miss the time when we knew that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during the day when we felt hungry, we knew Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is rewarding us for this hunger. We miss giving up on our sleep at night and to listen to the recitation of the Quran in the Taraweeh prayers. We miss that. Even though we may not feel that we miss it, our soul, our spirit, surely misses it. We miss getting up for Fajr prayer or being awake for Fajr and praying in the masjid. We miss that, that sense of union, togetherness and brotherhood that we had that the month of Ramadan brought with it. That spirit, that ruh of Ramadan, the spirit that Ramadan brought with it, we miss it. Unfortunately, the month of Ramadan has passed. However, our sense of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and turning back to Him and continuing, that doesn't end. Our religion, our, our standards should never drop. Just because Ramadan has ended, that doesn't mean that that's it, khalas, no more prayer, no more salah, finished. Just because Ramadan has finished, 
That doesn't mean we don't give in charity anymore. No, no, all the charity that I gave, I gave in the month of Ramadan. No more charity, no more sadaqah. Just because the month of Ramadan has ended, that's it. No more masjid. I'll see the masjid at Jummah prayer. That's it. You know, that's, I, I, I mentioned this in, in, in the khutbahs in Ramadan, that Ramadan is not a selfish month. It doesn't say, worship in me. Glorify Allah and praise Allah in me. Turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in me. And then as soon as I leave you, then go back to your old ways. Then we haven't really had a productive Ramadan. You see, change isn't temporary. That temporary change that one has, you know, it, it doesn't benefit you. Yes, of course, Allah will reward us. Even if we changed for just that month, and even if we worshipped Him in just that month, our Lord is so merciful that He will still reward us fully well knowing that as soon as the day of Eid comes, we're going to go back on our ways. We're going to be those about whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in the Quran. Are you going to be among those who turn back upon their heels? Yet Allah will reward us for that. There's no doubt about it because He's merciful. But what about us? How are we going to change? If we don't continue that level of consistency. You see, in Ramadan it was easy. Because everything was there. The, the shayateen were chained. We had everything that we could hope for. The system was already in place. There was no way for us to fail. We just had to exert a little bit of energy and effort. That's all we had to do. But after the month of Ramadan passes, now we understand that we need to, to exert a little more effort. We have to ensure that we can, in order for us to continue this level of consistency, we have to, we have to have more patience, more perseverance, we have to continue to strive. That's the only way that we're going to be successful. And that's the only way that level of consistency won't drop. The, raise, the raising of the bar and the raising of the standards. We're going to continue that after the month of Ramadan has passed. That's the only way it will happen. Ramadan allowed us, it gave us an opportunity to taste the, the halawatul iman, the, the sweetness of faith. Our soul, our spirit became addicted to listening to the Qur'an at night. The brotherhood, the fasting, our soul became addicted to remaining hungry. To such an extent that by the end of, of the month of Ramadan, we didn't even feel hungry at all. We may have felt it on the first day, on the second day. But by the end we were so used to the fast, that on the day of Eid, Trying to eat was difficult because we were so used to remaining hungry throughout the day. And in that process, and I told you when, you, when you starve your spirit and you starve your soul, your body become re replenished. So even though you may be filling your bodies with food and your soul becomes starved, it turns you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I gave you the example. You know when you eat to your, to your full. 
And most of us have been in that situation before when we've eaten and we've eaten so much that we can't possibly eat anymore. And we're so full, we feel as if our stomach is about to burst. We've all been in that situation. What happens? Are you active thereafter? Do you think, yeah, I'm full, I can't eat anymore, I'm so full. Yeah, it's time to go for a jog. Or let's go, let's, you know, let's go for a walk, let's... No, you're so tired naturally, you want to go back, you want to just lie down. You want to take a rest because you're so full. That's your spirit and your soul. It becomes tired when your body is, 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 is full. However, on the other hand, when you starve your body, your soul becomes alive. Your soul becomes replenished. It becomes nourished. And that's what happened in the month of Ramadan. We starved our bodies and our spirit became alive. We starved our bodies and our soul became alive. We began thinking, we became people who were constantly pondering. We became people who were engaged constantly in the remembrance of Allah and the dhikr of Allah. That feeling and that emotion inside us was brought about through that, uh, through that uh, nourishment of our soul. It gave us life ultimately. That's what Ramadan does. It gives life to your spirit, your soul, which you've been battering for 11 months. Every time you do something wrong, you batter your soul. Every time you engage in haram, your soul becomes weaker and weaker and weaker until eventually it almost becomes, that spirit inside you becomes almost non-existent. Ramadan gives life to it once again. Allah tells us in the Quran that it's only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that we're going to be given life. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu stajeebu lillahi wa lil rasul idha da'akum lima yuhikum. O you who believe, hearken, answer, obey the call of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallama when they invite you to that lima yuhikum which gives you life. Respond when they invite you to that which gives you life. That's what Islam did. That, that's what the month of Ramadan did. It gave us life. It, it, it awakened that spirit inside of us that we previously never knew existed. It's our job to keep that spirit alive now. It's our job to ensure that it, it stays nourished. And what are the ways in which we can do that? How can we do that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that our hidayah, our guidance comes through our religion. We need to make sure now, after the month of Ramadan has passed, in the month of Ramadan it was easy to act upon our faith. Now it's become difficult. Therefore, this is where our jihad starts. This is where we exert all our energy and all of our efforts. The first thing that we have to do 
is we have to ensure that every action that we undertook in the month of Ramadan, every action that we performed in the month of Ramadan, everything that we did, and we were sincere in our worship, we were sincere in our ibadah, that sincerity has to be brought back after the month of Ramadan. It was easy in Ramadan, it's difficult now. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa tells us that the more difficult the action is, the more you're going to be rewarded. وَأَنْ لَيْسَ لِلْإِنسَانِ إِلَّا مَا سَعَادَ Quran states, insan, man will only get that which he struggles for. So you're only going to see the fruit of your actions if you struggle, if you strive. That's who we are. As human beings, we have to strive, we have to exert all energy and all efforts. In Ramadan it was easy, we didn't need to do that. The platform was already there. The stage was already set. We just had to follow the guidelines. And we would be successful. So that's why you saw even the most non-practicing of Muslims in the month of Ramadan, their spirits were given life. Now the real battle starts. When Ramadan has passed, now the battle starts. Are you going to remain consistent? You know the Prophet, Imam al-Hasan al-Basri, he stated that, Rahimahullah ta'ala, he stated that, Sabr and istiqamah go hand in hand. Patience and perseverance go hand in hand. This is a time not only for patience but for perseverance. Perseverance means that, you know, when you're stuck in, in the mud and when you feel like you're, you're sinking, you find a way, however difficult it may be, to try to get yourself out of that situation. How do we do that? Ultimately by turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see in Ramadan we realized something important. What did we realize? We realized, Allah says in the Quran, it is only with the dhikr of Allah that the hearts are satisfied. Weren't you satisfied in the month of Ramadan? When you prayed five times a day, wasn't your heart satisfied? When you starved your bodies from food and hunger, with food and you, you starved your bodies with food, you became hungry for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Weren't you satisfied? When you stayed up at night listening to the Quran in the Taraweeh prayer, weren't your heart satisfied? That's the same thing that we have to do now. So we know we already have identified those things that satisfy our hearts, that satisfy our spirits. So let's turn back to them. Okay. We won't be able to pray our tahajjud prayers and qiyamul layl at night. But we must never forget that Ramadan is not, uh, that the five daily prayers are not only for the month of Ramadan. These are fara'id, these are obligations. Okay, you might not always be able to pray your nawafil prayers or even perhaps your sunnah prayers all the time. But the least that we can ensure is that we pray our fara'id. That's what gives you life. It gives your spirit life, your prayer. It satisfies your hearts. You'll find people who have absolutely everything in this dunya. You know people who have absolutely everything in this dunya, wealth, fame, prosperity. Yet they have no satisfaction in their hearts. Why? Because 
It is only with the remembrance of Allah that the hearts are satisfied. You'll find others who have absolutely nothing in this dunya. No prosperity. Nobody even knows their name. But subhanAllah, they feel like the king of this world. They're so satisfied in the position that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed them in. Why? Because they worship him. They turn back to him. They keep their hearts alive with his divine remembrance. Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha states, you know when we get, and, and listen to this actually, listen to the hadith first. When something caused the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa any problem, when he faced a calamity or he faced any tribulation in his life, he sallallahu alayhi wa would rush towards the prayer. He would rush to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and lower his head in humility to his Rabb. To prostrate before him. This was his strength. His prayer was his strength. Now, when you and I face any calamitous moments in our lives, and we feel like the world has fallen down upon our heads, we're going through troubles, we're being trialed, we're going through tribulations, you have a bad day at work, you have problems in your marriage, you have problems with your children. What do we do? How do we relieve our stress? By exhorting to, to haram means to do so. Everything else will give us temporary relief. If I say, okay, I had a bad day at work, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to relax, then I'm just going to watch some TV. Just relax at home. That's temporary relief. If I have problems in my marriage and I say, you know what, I'm just going to go away for a couple of days. Go away from home. And I'll be back in a couple of days. That's temporary relief. The permanent relief can only be found in our divine, our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We connected ourselves. We had the tether in the month of Ramadan. And immediately as the day of Eid, in fact, I think as soon as the shayateen were unleashed, that maghrib prayer, the last maghrib, it's, it's as if that connection was completely cut off. For Fajr, our masajid were full, you know. We had so many people here. It was that, the time of Barakah. You know, the Prophet said that the, the earliest time, the time of dawn, is wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers his most mercy. And we saw that. We saw that feeling. That, just that emotion that you get. That feeling that you experience. By Allah, when I came into the masjid, and those of you who were here, there's a handful of you who were here for that Fajr prayer, on Eid day, you saw that almost instantaneously it went away. That feeling just wasn't there. Which meant that it makes it more difficult for us. We have to exert more energy and more effort in order to continue with that level of consistency. And that's why consistency is, is, is extremely important. In Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha narrates from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who said, أَحَبُّ الْعَمَالِ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ أَدْوَمُهَا وَإِنْ That the most beloved of actions to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are, are those that are small and, and, and continuous. Whatever action you perform, you know, if you give sadaqah, uh, in the month of Ramadan, you give sadaqah of 5,000 pounds. Allah bless you and Allah accept that contribution from you. 
But you know, the, the, the act of giving charity is not only so that that wealth reaches somebody else and it benefits their lives. That act of giving charity is also for you to keep you alive, to keep your spirit alive. So every time you give in sadaqah, you feel like you've achieved something. You feel like you're contributing to the purpose of your creation. So if you give 5,000 pound and a lump sum payment, or you give five pound, 10 pound every single week, that feeling is going to continue, isn't it? The best of actions are those that are small but continuous. Ramadan was great. We had an amazing time. We had an amazing experience. But it's only truly going to bring about change within us if we try to continue that level of consistency after the month of Ramadan has passed. Fasting. What was the purpose of our fasting? Allah tells us in the Quran, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ So that you may become God conscious. God conscious when? Only in the month of Ramadan? We have to ensure that we try to, if not increase our levels of taqwa, at least maintain our levels of taqwa after the month of Ramadan has passed. You see, it was easy when you were walking down the street in this beautiful weather. And you saw scantily clad, skimpily dressed women. It was easy to lower your gaze in the month of Ramadan. Because you immediately realized, I'm fasting. And this is what fasting does. It's a wijat for you. It's a protection from sins. Now it gets more difficult when you're not fasting. So you have to create a shield between you and haram, between you and immorality, between you and illicit, illegal activity. That's your job. And nobody else can do that for you. And in order for you to do that, you have to ensure that you establish your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through your salah. There are some of us who have fasted in the month of Ramadan. Our last fast was last Thursday. And the next time we're going to fast is when the first of Ramadan comes back again in 2019. Why is that? The Prophet wasallam fasted often. Let's make it our duty and make it the habit to fast. At least during the ayyam will be the, the middle days of the month, of every month. Let's fast often on, the Prophet ﷺ used to fast on Mondays and on Thursdays. Let's make it a habit of fasting one or two days, one day at least a week. Not only are there spiritual benefits, there are physical benefits to that fast as well. So you're only ever going to be increasing in your, uh, uh, your levels of, of contribution and your appreciation. Imam al-Hassan al-Basri, rahimahullah ta'ala, he's the famous ascetic, he said that, do you seek pleasure? He was talking to his students. He said, do you seek pleasure? Do you seek happiness? He said, you'll only find it in one of three things. And if you, do, and if you don't find it in those three things, then know that the door of happiness has been shut for you. And you're not going to find that, that pleasure and that satisfaction anywhere else. And he said, the first is salah, prayer. The second is Qiraatil Quran, recitation of the Quran. And the third is Dhikrullah, the remembrance of Allah. 
These are the only three things that you can find contentment and satisfaction is. You can't find that sense of happiness and pleasure inside anything else. Bring these three things back into your lives. Don't allow now the Quran that you've been reciting throughout the month of, of Ramadan, that you on the last day of Ramadan placed a ghilaf over it and placed it upon the highest of your shelves thinking uh, uh, that you're honoring or you're respecting it. Only to open it when the next month comes, next month of Ramadan comes. No. Honor that Quran, respect that Quran by taking it down every once in a while and reading it. Keep your hearts alive with the recitation of the Quran. There's nothing that can enlighten your heart than the recitation of the Quran. Know that the companions of the Prophet wasallam, the majority of whom accepted Islam in Mecca, accepted Islam by listening to the Quran being recited. It enlightened their hearts, it brightened their minds. So we need to do that as well. When we feel weak, turn back to the Qur'an. Read the Qur'an. Instead of reading a book and watching your favorite program on TV, read the Qur'an. Okay, you used to read one, two, three juz a day in Ramadan. By Allah, even if you read half a page a day, every day, outside of the month of Ramadan, you're going to be successful. You'll, you'll see that change within you. People will see that change in you. One of the famous scholars of Egypt, uh, uh, Sheikh Sha'arawi, uh, he states that, he said, if the princes and the playboys knew how much pleasure we have in our hearts, as in we, those who turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who are constantly engaged in the dhikr and the divine remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then those playboys and those princes who are messing around, thinking that they're enjoying this world, and they're enjoying their few moments of happiness that they have in their trivial pursuit of the dunya. If they knew the pleasure and the contentment and the satisfaction that we have in our hearts, they would kill us with our swords and rip our hearts out of our chest just to experience a piece of that happiness and a piece of that contentment and that satisfaction. Because that satisfaction and that contentment is real. It's real. This contentment of this dunya. That this, this, this life is, is but a mere illusion. This temporary satisfaction is a mere illusion. You're only ever going to be satisfied with your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's re-establish that connection. Or let's keep that connection established that we built up in the month of Ramadan. Let's turn back to the salah. Let's turn back to our prayers, our recitation of the Qur'an, our following of the prophetic way, the noble sunnah of the Prophet Our masajid were full every single night. Now masajids are empty. Re-establish that connection with the masjid. The believer inside a mosque is like a fish in water. This is your natural environment. Re-establish your connection with the masjid. Re-establish that unity and that brotherhood that you had in the month of Ramadan among yourselves. And you'll reap the rewards. You'll see the benefits of it in your communities. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me and you the tawfiq and the ability to act upon the teachings of the Quran and the blessed sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhirul da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.